Hello everyone, in today's video, I'm going to be touching on how you can push through uncomfortable emotion, how you can identify and heal the root causes behind that emotion. See, nobody can do what you need to do for yourself. And initially, that may sound annoying, but if you unravel it, it is absolutely one of the most freeing things that anyone can tell you because it means you are fully responsible for your life. Yes, we all have different starting hands. That being said, how you play your hand is all up to you. And truly, it comes down to this differentiation of the fixed versus the growth mindset. Are you going to settle for a life of quiet despair or are you going to do what you feel needs to be done for you to get where you're meant to be. Cutting through deception. How do we do this? Well, it is founded upon the power of questions in the frame in which the question is asked. For example, why do I feel how I feel and how can I begin to feel better? See, the first part, why do I feel how I, how I feel? That is not too good. But when you pair it with, and how can I begin to feel better? You're wrapping that bow on the question. If you only leave the first part, it leaves the door open for this lower quality fixed mindset to say, oh, well, this person made me feel this way. Or essentially to generalize the blaming of anyone who isn't yourself. And when I use that word blaming, I don't want you to be overly harsh on yourself. That's not exactly what's going to help you. And see, we all have that internal judge. But what we have to realize is the balance of, yes, being honest with ourselves, but doing it in a way which is going to push us or pull us in a healthier direction. So that's exactly what the second part of the question does with, and how can I begin to feel better? That it leads you to say, well, I could stop doing this, that, and I could start replacing those actions with, mm-hmm. So you see what I'm getting at. And this is how you begin to change your lifestyle. It's nothing grandiose. It is simply deleting the things that you know make you feel guilty or sad or regretful. Specifically, the substances, the foods, the things that you consume that leave you feeling away, which is cloudy or put you into a state of mind, which you know you have a tendency to do things that you regret. For example, when you're drunk, you're more likely to say things that aren't exactly um, putting the individual whom you're speaking with in the the place where you treat someone how you would like to be treated. When you're under some sort of influence or in a altered state of mind, well, I'm not here to say that anything is good or bad. I'm just trying to unravel why people do certain things and how that certain thing leaves them feeling. And then you yourself answer the question, well, is how that thing leaves me feeling? Does that operate for me? Does that make me more likely to feel high frequency emotions? Or 
on the other end of the spectrum. The trick is training the mind while listening to the heart. How do we do this? Well, the mind is very powerful. It has this, this strategic and rational perspective, which can analyze cost to benefit ratios and understand what is calculated risk and what happens if I don't take calculated risk? Meanwhile, the heart is this area which is going to pull you toward natural curiosities. Um, it's going to get you doing things that you have subtle gifts in that can be developed as long as you persist in whatever pathway the heart is guiding you down. So what's important or valuable um, it's the balancing of both the heart and the mind. If you stray too much to the heart, then you might be doing what you're meant to be doing, but in a low quality manner because you haven't paired that strategic thinking process with it. But when you, so for example, let's say that you read books that are quite practical, that's training your mind. But then you pair it with morning and before bed breath work, that's training your heart. And when you have habits, emphasis on habits, because you ever seen that V curve, it happens slowly. Overnight success is through 10,000 hours of work and pursuit when people don't see you. So the thing is, the habits, your lifestyle, what you do every day when people aren't watching you, if you're training the quality of your heart and your mind in those moments, it's inevitable that you get the clarity between that strategic rational mind and the powerful, just intuitive heart. And when you mix those together, you are going to be doing what you're meant to be doing in a high quality manner, which leaves you with fulfillment and also spreads high frequency emotion and overall generates feelings of fulfillment in others. But if we stray too far to either of those extremes, then we find ourselves in sort of a rut in this place which feels imbalanced and it's so powerful when we're willing to admit, okay, there are some things I'm doing that leave me feeling wonderful, but then there are other things that I do consistently and it's just forms of self-sabotage. And so how do you cut through denial? It again, it comes down to what you do when no one's watching, meaning you have reflective habits, breathwork, journaling, going for walks, having deep conversations, things of that nature where you're investigating your own internal workings, how what you did that day left you feeling, how what environment left you feeling, and how what people left you feeling. And so that's the thing, feeling, 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 and then you reflect upon it rationally with the power of the mind. See, if you only feel and you don't reflect, then things get bumpy because you do not understand where to change. You just have a cloud of feelings. But it's, it's like that picture where your mind before you journal is all swiggly. And then after you do some sort of reflective act, it just straightens everything out. 
And it has to be a lifestyle. See, the internet has granted us access to such intelligence. The trouble is filtering out what needs to be subtracted. And there is not some simple step one, two, three to do this. But what I can tell you is if you're clear on your values and you know what your mission is, what you should be doing with your time, see, of course, I think it's okay to have some instant gratification, but in a ratio, you want to listen to this 90-10 rule, like 10% doing things that don't necessarily um, create the healthiest version of yourself. We're not meant to be perfect, but in that we are perfect. It's the what you would call a paradox. and. In the 90, that's when you do the things which are, you listen to the educational podcasts, which absolutely grab your attention. Like something that I've realized is just because you start something, it doesn't mean you have to finish it. That being said, you don't want to cut yourself too short on that mission. So it's this balance of, well, don't give up on yourself, but there's a difference between quitting on something and pivoting. And that is a nuance that I would say generally, you want to persist and not quit, not pivot until you completely get some non-coincidental non-coincidental sign that it's, it's time to pivot. So for example, you're going down an avenue. You've been on this pathway for, I don't know, three, four, 5,000 hours. But then you, you have started something on the side because you've realized, well, this pathway doesn't have to be the only thing that I do. But then that side pathway begins to get momentum. And it's like, well, this opportunity has heated up to the point where I don't have enough time to balance the two anymore. Well, then that's the pivoting sign. And that's the best way I can describe it to you. It's something that, see, people who give step one, two, three, four, five, that is fine in certain specific practical areas. But when we're talking this broader idea of meaning and fulfillment and your path and how you're going to get to where you know you want to get. See, I find it much more valuable to speak on that sort of area because so many people get out of high school and they have no idea what to do because our educational system does not guide you to figure out your natural curiosities to find your gifts and therefore you end up confused like, oh, you know you're supposed to go work for a corporation, but if that's not exactly what feels right in your heart, it's like this big question, well, what now? And that's why I'm here, sort of trying my absolute best to just give structural, conceptual understandings that can be generally applicable to the individual, whether you live in Nigeria or France or you get my point anywhere, this could be applicable to you. So that's a rant, but the power in having a clear mission, knowing where you are meant to go, is that you 
ultimately will be able to delete what is holding you down only once your burn has been ignited. Without that clear focus, then it becomes easier to say, well, just tonight, oh, one more time, you get my point. It essentially, self-sabotage becomes much more difficult when you know exactly where you want to go. And well, if you need some sort of initiation for creating your vision, I think what's so powerful is just shifting pain into inspiration, meaning whatever it is in your specific specific circumstance, the environment, the cards you were dealt, um, the lack of parenting, whatever it may be, you can turn what seems to be your biggest curse into the strongest fuel that anyone could give you because it's so personalized to you. That means it's ingrained in your heart, ingrained in your being. And then if you anchor your everyday actions, your self-development and improvement to that burn or that pain point, then it's inevitable that you grow in inevitably, <laughs> wow, nice vocabulary, you will succeed. See, but if you have an artificial purpose, and it's okay to start this way, um, for example, it was Cars Ladies Money for me, and that was before I turned my my specific circumstantial pain into my purpose. And so if you start artificially, that's okay as long as you end up pivoting. Again, that word pivoting. See, when you're at a certain level of development, there's going to be angles which you perceive at and therefore you miss other things. For example, Cars Ladies Money, that was my underdeveloped mind perceiving what I wanted and the fuel for me to get those things was just those things itself, nothing deeper. And well, maybe it was like, I'll prove you wrong, look at me sort of thing. But again, that's not nearly as strong of a reason than it's not nearly as strong as a, of a reason as when you are just digging deep. You know, wow, this thing, it breaks my heart that this occurred in my life, but I'm not going to let it destroy me. I'm actually going to make sure I heal through this so that I do not push that pain into future generations. Because that's sort of what happens. If you yourself do not heal your specific circumstantial pain, then you end up pushing it down the tube, whether if you're a parent or just through how you act, how you carry yourself in everyday environments. People, when they are observant, they can realize whether you've healed or whether you haven't. And see, emphasis on the word observant, because we want to come from a neutral, um, accepting perspective, even for the broken people out there who treat others poorly and all of that. We're not here to judge them. That's not our job. We can take note, observe it. We don't have to sugarcoat it. It's the truth. Um, but that doesn't give us some sort of pass to feel better than others. No, it's sort of instead of judging, we come from the empathy side where it's like, 
I see they haven't healed themselves yet. Well, maybe they will heal themselves. And then you move on. You refocus on what you know you have to do to continue feeling high frequency. Because, well, what's in your locus of control? You don't control what other people do. You control what you do, which creates feedback loops in your thoughts, your actions, in your outcomes. And it's almost that simple. So, emphasis on attention, where you place your attention, it's going to make or break your life. Balance. See, life happens in phases and sometimes you need a terribly painful phase to totally accept, wow, holy shit, I can't do this anymore. I need to adjust before I go tumbling off the cliff. So, First of all, balance is not something you can just split down the middle. Like nature has seasons, you know, and winter can be terribly cold and summer can be terribly humid. Yeah, yeah, you get my point. So where do we go from understanding balance and how do we implement balance into our life? Well, earlier I touched on habits, reflective habits, and there's this, this mixture of action and reflection. See, it's okay in a certain season to be educating yourself tremendously and not so much taking action because you just aren't sure. But that being said, it's better to throw some darts at the wall than to not act at all. So in my personal experience, I binged podcast while working a maintenance job for a couple years, like community college time. And I loved podcasts. They helped me so much. And I was taking action trading the markets. So that was one form of action. But then soon enough, I had this feeling, well, shouldn't I share what I've done to, to improve the quality of my mind, my health, and my life? But I didn't know I held myself back in a way where I still had so many low frequency numbing and distraction habits that I had this feeling in my heart, start the podcast, just do it now and just start and learn as you go. But then my other habits, they, you know, sometimes you have two parts of you. What I would label one part is that gentle flute the heart. But then the other side is the rational mind, the ego, especially the underdeveloped ego, which is brilliant at creating excuses, at consuming things that numb and distract it from the gentle voice of the heart. So if you at all resonate with that, what I would have told myself earlier is clean up, Justin, because I was pretty grown up I was kind of awake, but I wasn't cleaned up. My habits were not nearly as smooth as they could have been. My life structure, my day-to-day -day setting of the tone, um, all of these things, I didn't have my T's crossed and my I's dotted. But inevitably, I got to a point where it's like, oh, this habit is not helping me anymore. Like, I used to think this was okay, you know, I earned it at the end of the day. And then I just began to realize, wait, this is affecting my sleep. This is rolling over into my next morning. And then the quality of my next morning was affecting the quality of my work. So you see how one thing can affect to another. It's like the snowball effect can work for you, but it can also work against you. Things are always spiraling, either upwards or downwards. The, the only constant is change. You can only step in the same river once. 
See, the water is always moving. Everything is changing. So we have to realize, wait, what got us to this point? What we used to think was acceptable, it might have been acceptable at that current phase of life. But if you at all get a feeling that you should start something, that you uh, have this pull from your heart to build, to create, to do something, but then your mind is holding you back, that right there is just a brilliant sign that you need to take a close look at your habits and figure out what can be subtracted. Question from Jordan Peterson, what am I doing consistently that I know I shouldn't be doing? See, the mind will rationalize. You'll have an answer immediately. And then you'll say, well, I think that thing's okay. No, it, the thing that came to your head immediately, whatever it may be, it came to your head for a reason. And now your mind will try to rationalize and justify and create excuses for why continuing that thing is okay. But in reality, you have a scale right here. If you delete that thing, I can just nearly guarantee you that your self-development, that your future, your relationships, your physical health, all areas of your life are going to accelerate 10 times quicker than if you continue to do that thing which came to your head. So again, eh, nobody can do this for you. I'm kind of guiding you, but I can't do it for you. You have to make the decision and hey, if you're interested in having this guidance in a more personal way, I have an offer and essentially it's, we either do three months, but I'm willing to start with one month. Point is, shoot me a DM on Twitter, link in description, and we'll specifically cover stress regulation. But that being said, there are so many pillars and sub pillars that branch off of stress regulation. So that's the umbrella is reducing anxiety, creating a peaceful mind. That being said, if the, if this at all interests you, if it catches your attention, shoot me a DM on Twitter. So anyone who tries to tell you how to live your life in a controlling manner does not know how to live their own life. See, I'm here. Maybe you say I'm giving advice. I'm also just talking to younger Justin. I'm doing this for fun, but it's also fulfilling. And hey, if it has many healthy side effects, why not do it? If it might help you and it already helps me, to me, it's a no brainer. But what this comes down to is the question, the pain of uncertainty or the pain of certain suffering. See, life is, it's not a fairy tale journey. Um, you're going to have to understand, well, sometimes you have two decisions and both decisions are intimidating, they're rough, and it's not an easy choice. But often there's going to be this feeling where, okay, one decision gives me a bit of uncertainty and therefore some freedom if you look at it from the right lens or the other. For example, what most people come across, this was me, the nine to five, or what's your other option? How are you going to survive, make money, and you create a luxurious or wealthy lifestyle without hating what you do every day? Without being like, eh, when you wake up out of bed, oh, I have to do this again today. No, you don't want your life to be like that. I mean, at least I don't. And if you're here, I know you don't either. So 
for the nine to five example, the certain suffering is the nine to five. If you don't love what you do, I'm not saying you can't enjoy your nine to five. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just coming from a perspective where I felt internally, I wanted to do something different. I just didn't want to be working in a corporation. Hey, I can almost guarantee I'll find myself working with corporations, but I just didn't want to be a pawn for a corporation. I wanted to become higher value, do things that I enjoy, be creative, follow natural curiosities, all of this stuff, which I feel is um, quite normal to, to value those things, which I've just listed. And well, there's the uncertainty of that path. How am I going to do it? Well, what it, it begins with is you don't have to know. You just have to start with the, the feeling, the pull to do something, commit to it, persist, clean up your habits, delete the bullshit, add in the nature walks, the breath work, the healthy nutrition, the reading, the podcast, lectures, etc. Deep conversations. You fill your leisure time with healthy activities which have many different benefits, then you inevitably, you'll get pulled and pulled more toward what you're meant to be doing. And here's the thing, on that pathway, you have to understand not to try and impress others, not to say, look at me, I'm doing this, you should do this too. No, you don't. No, you don't need that. I used to be like that, like, hey, maybe try this, like, I mean, that's a better way to saying something than, hey, do this, maybe consider trying this. That's okay. But the thing is, I got so attached to whether someone did what I recommended or didn't, and then it was annoying for me, right? Again, that's something that you don't control. So do not place your attention on things that you don't control. There's so many other healthy ways to channel your focus, which is actually going to compound and come back to you to benefit you. So... Inevitably, it's like figuring out, well, which path do I want to go down? What do I feel naturally pulled to in this current phase of life? It started stock market for me. That's not what I'm focusing on right now. Yet, it's still a beautiful foundation to have. So understanding that, well, if you start something, you don't need to be so attached to it if you get that pivoting sign. Emphasis on if you get that pivoting sign. Because until you get that sign, you want to be all in, back against the wall, in whatever endeavor it is that you feel pulled to. But if that pivoting sign occurs, you're quite foolish not to listen to what you may call a coincidence, but I would call, no, it's something deeper. That's why it's a sign. So. You can't make this stuff up, honestly. There are going to be coincidences and signals that if you are aware and observant enough, you will notice they're there. See, there are continuously signs that occur, but the average Joe whom is distracted, numbed, unclear due to their habitual lifestyle, they don't notice the signs that they're getting. How? <laughs> I keep hitting this mic. How do you invest your time alone? Answer that, please, paragraph. Well, not please. Answer it if you would like to accelerate your self-development. And 
if you don't have alone time, what is causing you not to be capable of enjoying your own presence? Again, if you want to, you know, speed up your process, answer that. And see what it comes down to is to get the most out of your experience, you need to create space for you to hear the voice of the mind and the heart. If you're always with people, you won't hear it. And if you're always distracted, numbed, doing bullshit habits, you won't hear it. Once you create space, then you'll notice the signs. And if I could tell you anything, it's learning how to combine strategic thought with intuitive feel. You hit that balance, you're going to be well off. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Drop me a like if you support the content, if this helps you, if it's valuable, just get that algorithm going with the like, share it with a friend if you feel they would benefit from it. You know, tell them what you enjoyed, why you stayed to the end, what they're going to get from it. Much love. Have a wonderful day.